good evening and welcome in to Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Happy for the next hour, taking you till 9 o'clock this evening as we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. If you do want to join the conversation, you can do so by giving us a call or texting in to the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. You can also tweet at me if you would like, and I monitor the Twitter account throughout the course of the program, as you can tweet uh, at Matt Pauley on air. That's M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, and that is the best way to get in contact with me we got a fun show today things are kind of starting not so much brewers specific but things are starting to kind of pick up in terms of the baseball offseason it had been a very slow start to the offseason and the most activity you're going to see is going to be going into the winter meetings but the gm meetings have been going on and you're starting to see some small trades More and more rumors are starting to kind of rumble out about who's doing this, who's doing that, what GM is talking to what other GM, what team might be interested in this player or that player. So it's it's starting to move. It's like a train. It's got like a 100 cars on it, and it just takes a little while to get that thing moving. But it is starting to move, and at some point we're going to be doing one of these shows, and it's just going to be right and left things are happening, trades and free agent signings, and we're going to be looking around the National League Central and not just looking at what the Brewers are doing, but looking at what the Cubs are doing and the Cardinals are doing and the Pirates and the Reds and everybody. It's just going to, it's going to explode all at once. But right now it's still kind of slow as the train starts to make its way out of the gate. But we will continue to uh, look at this offseason and try to get an idea of what's going to happen. If there's one thing about Brewers General Manager David Stearns, and there's a lot of things about Brewers General Manager David Stearns, but one of them is he plays things very close to the vest. And he, I, I, I appreciate the fact that not a lot of, there's not a lot of rumblings that come out of the Brewers front office. And that's a credit to David Stearns, but it's also a credit to the entire front office. They're not really in the business of leaking stuff to the media. So while we're seeing all these rumors with other teams, you know, it's funny. I just I I just pressed reload on Twitter, and the first thing that pops up is something from Chris Catello talking about a minor league deal. But like, you always see stuff with other teams. You don't see so much in terms of rumors and rumblings with the Brewers. Once it happens is when it happens. But uh, coming up in the second half of the program, we'll get into that. Uh, The big news, though, this week is the fact that the Brewers have their spring training home figured out for the next 25 years, at least the next 25 years, maybe forever, because they got a deal done in Phoenix to be able to stay at the Maryvale Complex and not just stay there, but turn it into a legit spring training facility. Because quite honestly, it hasn't been. And it won't be this upcoming spring training. This will be the this will be the final year of spring training, I guess, in what we can call the old Maryvale. Because they're going to be doing all kinds of work to it. It needed to be done. Uh, we're living in a world right now. It doesn't matter if it's college athletics, pro athletics, whatever it might be. We are living in a world in athletics where facilities is the currency. you got to have current facilities to be able to compete. 
and they're finally going to be able to have some current facilities uh, with their spring training complex. We are going to talk with uh, Jessica Bame here in uh, just about three minutes. She is the uh, City Hall reporter for... Uh, the the newspaper in uh, Phoenix, the Arizona Republic, and uh, we're going to uh, get her take on um, on what happened with uh, this situation. So we'll find out a little bit from her uh, what this means for the city and what it means for the Brewers that they were able to get this deal done. In fact, uh, we'll be joined by her coming up in uh, just a few minutes. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and uh, Jessica Bame from uh, the Arizona Republic joins us next. It is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Big news yesterday for the Brewers as the folks in Phoenix approved a deal between the Brewers and the city for them to stay in Maryvale and continue to run their uh, spring training operations there, continue to have a uh, Arizona Summer League team there. Uh, really, 12 months a year, there's something going on in Maryvale. It was not a unanimous decision, but it seemed like a pretty good deal uh, from, from my end, but I'm certainly not an expert on things like this. Somebody who is, her name is Jessica Bame. She is the uh, Phoenix City Hall reporter for uh, the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, and she uh, joins us right now on the line. Jessica, appreciate you taking the time with us. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well, Matt. How are you? Doing all right. Now, I see on your Twitter account you're a Packers fan, so you you fit right in here on WTMJ. I sure do, yes. I have family from Wisconsin. Uh, I am a Packers fan and a Brewers fan, so all right, very closure. <laughs> so, so you get to uh, you get to see the Brewers continue to train uh, in Maryvale for a little while. Generally, spring training facilities like these, the bill is picked up by the city. This is one of the first times that the the team has foot you know most of the the cost. This seems like a slam dunk deal for uh, for the city of Phoenix. Would is that the way for the most part it was viewed out there? You know, it was. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised, uh, myself included, that a major league sports team was willing to invest so much money into a facility that's not usually the case here in Phoenix. Um, but I think that for the most part, our city council was pretty excited about the deal. There's obviously we have a few fiscal conservatives who held out uh, just on principle, but even they said, you know, deal's pretty good. For, for the two that did vote against it, what was their main opposition? Well, one of them is, you know, our council's stronghold fiscal conservative, and he was just on principle opposed to the city being in the sports business, which is, you know, just something that he has reiterated with other teams as well. But even he told me, you know, if I did believe in public financing of deals, this is the kind of deal I'd like to see. Hmm. Uh, the other individual is uh, running for mayor, and so there's obviously some political elements there as well. I think she wanted to make sure that she uh, was reflecting the conservative views that she wants to show in that race. Now, part of this, uh, the Brewers are are really part of the community. They're giving money so kids can use the swimming pools and things like that. How much do the Brewers really contribute to that area? 
You know, I think a lot of people would tell you uh, that the Maryvale area would have been very um, saddened to lose the Brewers. Um, that is an area that is economically depressed. Um, it's in need of some revitalization, and it's getting there. And I think that the Brewers have already shown a commitment to being a team player in that area, and through this deal, they, you know, are giving even more attention to those community partnerships that they feel are important. I don't know what this facility is going to end up looking like, but you look at the Cactus League and you look at the Cubs facility and what they've built, you look at the talking stick deal uh, that the Rockies and the the Diamondbacks have, uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, the the business of spring training baseball has has just exploded over the last few years. Uh, so from that perspective, it, can you can you speak to the importance of keep the the brewer staying in Maryvale and and not moving to somewhere else when they were you know other communities were flirting with them trying to get them to move? Yeah, absolutely. I think Phoenix will tell you that they see it as a benefit to keep a team in uh, the actual Phoenix boundaries. Most of our teams are actually not in Phoenix. They're in the surrounding suburbs um, for spring training. So I think that they would tell you that they think this is a a great deal and they did not want to lose their uh, opportunity to have a team in that western part of Phoenix. Um, As far as the other communities that were flirting with them here in the Valley, I don't think those talks you know, ever got very far just because I don't think there's a public appetite any longer to build new stadiums, at least in the Arizona area. Uh, there, I think the public is uh, not wanting to build new ones, but just renovate the ones that we have, because we have a lot. <laughs> you absolutely do. We're continuing to talk with uh, Jessica Bain from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. So part of this deal is the brewers will stop paying rent, but they pick up operational cost. Is that is that a financial wash, or does one side or the other kind of have an advantage there? You know, I, I would say it's about a wash. Uh, the brewers might come out a little on top with that at first, but I think in the long run, um, it's probably a win for the city. Yes, they're not paying rent anymore, but um, they are going to take on the operational costs. In response to that, the city will uh, pay them $1.4 million a year to be the operator of the ballpark, um, which is about what the city is paying right now to operate the ballpark. So for Phoenix, it's, it's nothing. All they're doing is maybe losing a little bit of rent money, but some of that washes out anyway um so it's about a wash there's also the option or it's 25 years from now for the brewers to actually be able to buy this facility they would be able to kind of have a credit based off some of the money that uh that they've spent already was this part of the end play here for the brewers long term to be able to own their facility here you know i don't know that's a good question but i imagine it was part of the (laughs) part of the negotiations and Frankly, I think Phoenix is happy to do that. I mean, they can get that off of their, uh, get that piece of land off of their plate and still continue to have the benefit of having a spring training facility in their backyard, but not have to pay, you know, when a light breaks or the seats need replacing and all these other costs that come along with owning a facility. So I think both sides see that as a great deal. Um, and then the brewers, you know, can, do what they want with renovating the 
the stadium going forward past 25 years. So we've heard that as soon as uh, spring training wraps up uh, this upcoming year, they're going to break ground and they're going to start rolling on this thing and they're going to try to have it ready for spring training uh, the next year. Is that is that a legit possibility? Can this get done in the course of nine, ten months? I think it will be tight. In fact, when I spoke with Vice President Bob Quinn yesterday, he reiterated that it's going to be a very tight deadline. They even asked Major League Baseball to put the team on the road the last week of spring training this coming year so that they can literally start as soon as humanly possible. So it'll be tight, but, you know, I've seen it happen with other uh, ballparks in Phoenix, so I think it's doable. They also have the Maryvale Brewers that play in the Arizona Summer League. Will though will that will they be affected uh, while construction is going on? That's a good question. I'm not sure, but my understanding is no. I believe everything will continue as smoothly as possible. They, I'm sure there will be some inconveniences, just as construction always creates. But I did not hear anything that there would be any major uh, issues. Jessica, great stuff. Thanks so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. We encourage people uh, to, to check out everything uh, you've got going on at azcentral.com. Uh, uh, also in the uh, Arizona Republic newspaper, people can follow you on Twitter uh, at jbame underscore news. That's J-B-O-E-H-M. And uh, glad to have a Packers fan uh, in, in Arizona. It's good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much. All right, very good. There's uh, Jessica Bame joining us here on Brewers Weekly. Um, I've got some thoughts on this, and I actually think the 25-year deal uh, is, and, and then being able to buy the facility in 25 years, actually, there's more to it to me, and I'll explain that in a second. And it's actually connected to the minor leagues, and it's connected to a lot of stuff. So uh, from a business of baseball standpoint, I think we can read a little bit more into what's going on here. I'll explain that in just a moment. This is Brewers Weekly, back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you do want to join the program, you can do so by giving us a call on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. You can call, you can text, you can tweet in to me as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Um, I don't... I don't um, I, I beg for calls is the wrong word. I, I don't. I, I, if you are somebody that goes to spring training every year and you know catches, goes down to Phoenix, goes to games at Maryvale, uh, I would really. Um, uh, I, I'd like to hear from you right now and get your thoughts on the Brewers staying in Maryvale and also the Brewers investing money into that facility as opposed to building a brand new facility in another community, which is really what was being rumored uh, here over the last few months, that they may move into a brand new facility in a different city that was kind of wooing them. So if you go to Brewers Spring Training Games, if you make the trek down to Arizona, you go to Maryvale, and you have thoughts about them, A, staying there, and B, 
throwing gobs and gobs of money at it. We're talking upwards of $60 million uh, that the Brewers are putting into this. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620, which is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, or you can tweet in at Matt Pauley on air. Here's what I get out of this. I'm watching the Brewers from a baseball business operational standpoint really starting to try to take possession and set themselves up going forward. They're going to be in Maryvale for at least the next 25 years, and they've got it set up where they can buy the facility after 25 years. They just bought the Carolina Mudcats, and so now they're going to own that team. Uh, the, The AAA situation is going to be figured out after this upcoming year, one more year in Colorado Springs, and then they're going to have that figured out. And I get the sense that probably their next AAA home probably going to be more of a long-term type situation for the Brewers. Maybe I'm wrong on that, and the, the minor league baseball affiliation shuffle every two years is kind of a crazy thing. But I see an organization that is really trying to invest in their infrastructure and stick with it from a long-term standpoint, and that includes Maryvale. Dan's in Greendale. Dan, thanks for giving us a call. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, hi. Um, you know, I go to Maryvale every year with my wife and now my kids. I think it's a great investment for the brewers to keep it where it's at versus spending the millions um, to start over. And Maryville's kind of like Milwaukee. In a sense, it's, it's a humble community. Um, it's not overly priced. And for the kids, it's awesome. You know, the outfield's awesome. And it's just always a good time for them. All right, so if uh, let's pretend, and maybe we're not pretending, let's say right now you're on WTMJ. Folks in the Brewers front office are listening to you. If there's one thing you want to see them do to improve the spring training experience in Maryvale with the $60-plus plus million they're probably going to spend, Dan, what do you want to see them do? I think I think just the overall up it up, up it a little bit more in the quality. It's, it's still bare-bones kind of baseball. If you get there earlier, the practice fields aren't really – easily accessible to get to. So for me, I think I would like to see them put a little bit more of that elegant touch on the stadium versus just kind of bare-bones baseball. All right, Dan, do you, when you're in Arizona, do you only go to games at Maryvale, or do you sometimes travel to some of the other teams? No, I go to Scottsdale and some of the other stadiums around that area. And so I would assume you would agree that uh, Maryvale needs a little bit of work compared to most of the other ones? Yeah, it's, it's, it's dated compared to the other stadiums. It's not the top notch. You go to the Giants Stadium in Scottsdale, you're, you're going to pay 46 bucks for a ticket just for a spring training game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, you go to Maryvale, you can still get lawn seats for five bucks. And you can have, you know, hot dogs for a few bucks. And it's a great experience if you haven't been spring training and they're looking to do something with family um going to maryville you can do that you can't do that at some of these other uh stadiums in peoria and scottsdale it is like spending the big bucks back home or going to another mlb uh, ballpark dan great stuff thanks so much for uh, giving us a call thank you 414-799-1620 
414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. They're going to do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, there's going to be better parking. There's going to be, um, I guess, on the concourse, there's some areas where the sun can really get you. No surprise, it's Arizona, of course. Uh, the sun is going to be able to uh, get you. Uh, from a from a standpoint of just player amenities, there's going to be a new Major League Clubhouse, which is very important. Uh, you, you can say what you want, but you don't want to be a team that has the reputation as a really uncomfortable spring training facility. You want guys to sign with the team knowing that they're going to have you know a little bit of luxury that they uh, get during the course of the regular season uh, that they can get in spring training. So there's going to be a brand-new uh, Major League Clubhouse that's going to include better video facilities, which obviously uh, that's the way baseball is going, uh, better sports medicine facilities from a strength training standpoint and also from a sports medicine standpoint. Uh, that's obviously very important. Uh, they've just, you know, They've just grown out of, look, it's the way baseball is. It's the way sports is. You grow out of something. There's a reason the Bucks are not going to continue to play um, at the Bradley Center. Like It gets to a point that you grow out of it. There's a reason the Brewers are at Miller Park and not at County Stadium. It gets to a point where you grow out of things. We all grow out of stuff. You know, as you're, as you're growing up, the, that first apartment you get when you're a, a 20 year old and a sophomore in college and you're fresh out of the college dorms, uh, is going to be a whole lot different than the home you have when you're 40 years old and you've got a couple kids and you're married and you're making pretty good money. Like it just, it's the evolution of anything in life. You eventually do grow out of stuff. Let's, uh, let's sneak in one more phone call before we go to break. Bob's in Verona. Bob, you're on WTMJ. Yes, we spend the winters in Arizona. We have for about 12 years. Uh, we go to a number of games at Maryvale, as well as some of the other stadiums around. And uh, we, we like the stadium. We like to see it stay where it is. Uh, I'm not sure that it needs a lot of work. Uh, we, we, we live in Goodyear. Cleveland Indians just spent $110 million a few years ago on a new stadium there. It's really not much better than Maryvale's, in our opinion. So uh, what's, I mean, uh, some of this stuff is infrastructure with the team, but I guess from a, uh, they're, they're going to put up some sort of, uh, the, the, the concourse is going to have a little bit more shade, there's going to be some better parking facilities, things like that. Can you see that that's an area that probably needs a little bit of work? Yeah, parking could be. I mean, parking is not the best. Uh, the facility itself is fine. I mean, we... Okay, we enjoy going there. The prices are reasonable. Uh, some of the newer stadiums are on surprise. Uh, some of those spend a lot of money. Yeah. Those stadiums really aren't any nicer than this one. All right. Fair enough. Bob, I really appreciate the phone call. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. There seems to be a consensus that the one thing people do enjoy about Maryvale is... The fact that it's not this elaborate, super expensive... You know, it's not the Cubs stadium where they're selling out every single game and tickets are expensive and everything. The Brewers the Brewers are as good as any organization in all of sports, in all the land, of keeping things from a price perspective in check. They just are. 
and you may feel like you spend a ton of money when you go to a major league baseball game at Miller Park, and I'm not downplaying the amount of money you spend. Uh, you know, uh, you you take a family of four to a Brewers game, and you get pretty good seats. That's not going to be cheap, but I promise you, the amount of money you're going to spend at Miller Park is going to be a lot less than you are around the rest of Major League Baseball. Uh, I I'll go into other uh, baseball parks around the country, and I see how much they're charging for a beer. I'm just you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. And not that they're cheap at Miller Park, but they're a whole lot cheaper at Miller Park than they are uh, at other ballparks. And I appreciate the Brewers. You know all the all the revamp they did this past year with the uh, with the food and beverage program there at uh, at Miller Park was a was a fantastic upgrade as well. In fact, they were honored. I think it was a Ballpark Digest that honored the Brewers for uh, the best improvement and the best uh, concession program in in baseball. So good stuff for them. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, we'll drop off of facilities and actually talk some baseball on the field. We'll do that next as we continue to talk about the off season. Your off season wish list. If you want to get it in here, you can do so at four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. It appears that Democrats are beginning to gear up for a possible impeachment of President Trump. Is this for real or is it just a bunch of fluff? Jeff Wagner has your answer, so be sure to tune in tomorrow at 110 to hear his answer. That's the Jeff Wagner Show here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Happy for another 20 minutes as we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers baseball. If you'd like to join the program, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is available 414-799-1620 414-799-1620 You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. That's M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We won't have another Brewers Weekly here for a couple weeks. Next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Can you believe that, Ashton? We're a week out from Thanksgiving. It doesn't feel like we are a week out from Thanksgiving. This time, one week from now, the third football game, whatever it is next week, is going to be on. We're going to have already watched the Cowboys and the Lions playing whoever they're playing, and we're all going to be sitting on our couches saying, oh my God, I should not have eaten that much food, but it was so delicious. That's going to be what we're doing exactly one week from now. A Bucks game the Thursday after that, so I believe our next show is coming up on December 7th. I was telling Ashton this earlier. Uh, somehow I'm going to try to get on, and I haven't reached out to the Brewers about this yet, but I'm going to, and hopefully uh, they're, they're always good at taking care of me, so I'm sure they will. Uh, but they've got a uh, new international scouting director, and he, he comes from the analytics world. And, like, that's not weird. The Brewers hire a lot of people from the analytics world. Every baseball team hires a lot of people from the analytics world. But for me, I don't know if you agree, Ashton. To me, I feel like international scouting is kind of one thing, and it's not generally the the, the analytics people that are involved in international scouting. It's it's kind of another group of baseball got people and the analytics people are kind of more kind of in the general front office, not so much dealing with with international. So this guy came from baseball perspective. So I'm gonna try hopefully get him on. Uh, gonna be fun. I remember I was working uh, I was working in the Kansas City Royals organization, and I don't know if he was the international scouting director or uh, or what he was, but oh man, I I don't want to. I can't say names because guys are still around and guys are in Major League Baseball, so i got to kind of sidewind through the story. 
but I'm uh, I'm talking to somebody who uh, worked in international stuff, worked uh, specifically with Latin America. I was working for the Royals Low A team, and uh, they had a pitcher who's gone on to be fairly successful. And this guy was tell, and this guy was totally above board. He wasn't doing anything wrong. I know with the Atlanta Braves situation with their GM getting fired, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates just got banged by Major League Baseball here over the last couple of days for their international scouting director doing some stuff that's not above board. The guy that I talked to uh, with the Royals was, as far as I knew, was doing everything fine. But he just told me some stories about the things going on in Latin America with these young baseball players and specifically the uh, there was this one pitcher he was speaking with the parents of the pitcher and the parents were like openly talking about stuff that's probably illegal that they were feeding to their kid to help them develop and that that's how bad it is in some of these Latin American countries that you know the parents don't know better. Plus, sometimes this is the ticket for the family out of financial poverty, getting getting a kid to be able to make it in Major League Baseball. And you know, once once the Royals got their hands on them, all that was was out the door, and and they they got him back on the straight and narrow, which was a credit to them. But it was just it's amazing hearing the stories. About these, about these, you know, twelve, thirteen-year-old kids who are basically being fed steroids, and you know, it's, it's. I don't know how I got on this topic, but I'll, I'll say this: it's the off season, so we can go all over the place. Uh, I am never shocked, never shocked, when a Latin American player, especially one from the Dominican Republic, ends up testing positive for something that's performance enhancing. And the reason why is it's a it's a very different culture here than there. Like here, we talk about performance enhancing drugs. We know what they are. We we know that if you're an athlete, the stuff that you're putting in your body, you know, you need to make sure that it is totally above board and that it's certified. And there's the number you can call and there's all that stuff in the Dominican Republic. You can go, if you're having surgery there, they can give you something in the middle of a surgery and you have no clue what it is, and it can show up on a test. It is, it is so fast and loose with what they're doing there at times. And I don't know if it's getting better. I don't know if it's getting worse. I have no clue. But I know talking to people that that's one of the toughest things. So, uh, again, I... I that's kind of all the baseball stuff and the inner. I guess when I think about, especially you know, international scouting directors, and I think about people who deal with uh, baseball uh, in Latin America, I think about individuals who kind of have to navigate their way through what really is a very, at times, seedy situation with kids and these camps and facilities and and everything. And then you hear the Brewers hiring a guy who's got more of the analytics background. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have the interpersonal stuff and everything. I just, I'm very interested. I'm very interested. And I don't know if anybody else cares about this, but I'm incredibly interested to see how they're going to you know, navigate through all of that. I don't know. So that's going to be coming up on a future show. 414 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, I told you we would get into Brewers off-season stuff as the GM meetings are underway. We will do that next. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ.
Brewers Weekly rolls on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. This week brings Championship Friday for high school football. Preps Live has you covered tomorrow. Catch the WIA Division One, Two, and Three state title games live from Camp Randall Stadium starting at 10 a.m. tomorrow at WTMJ.com. Also on the WTMJ mobile app. I'll be on two of those games. I've got the uh, Division Three and the Division Two game. So I've got the uh, early games before I can just sit back and enjoy uh, Division One coming up tomorrow. Myself, Barry Nelson, Justin Garcia. Uh, two of the three of us will be uh, doing the broadcast for each of those games and then one of us sitting a uh, game out. So that's coming up tomorrow. would love for you to, uh, to join us for some high school football on WTMJ's Preps Live. We are talking Milwaukee Brewers baseball. If you'd like to join us, 414-799-1620. That's 414-799-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, so GM meetings uh, have been underway, and we're starting to hear stuff, which is good, because really we hadn't heard stuff at all from baseball. Uh, and we're starting to uh, we're starting to hear some things, not so much Brewers related, but you know the the rumors and the rumblings from all the baseball insiders. This GM's talking to this GM. This team is interested in this player. Yeah, obviously, a lot of it is revolving around uh, Giancarlo Stanton, where he might be going. But there's a lot of players. There are a lot of players who are going to be available in trade. And I know the Brewers have money to spend. And look, I'm not. I'm not making some big assumption that they have money to spend. Mark Atadasio basically said near the end of the season last year that they have money to spend. His exact quote was, uh, maybe not exact, but his paraphrased exact quote, how about that, is uh, that they were able to uh, maybe punch above their weight, meaning they might be able to spend a little bit more money than generally a team in their you know financial bracket could. I still think if they bring in some players who are very compelling it's going to be on the trade market. I just, I don't see, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I want to see the team do well. I don't see them winning a bidding war on Jake Arietta. I don't see them winning a bidding war on you, Darvish. But I see them maybe being able to go make a move for Chris Archer, maybe Jake Odorizzi from a free agent standpoint, you know, a Tyler Chatwood's out there. I, the, the thing you got to be careful if you're the Brewers, and I say this, I'm kind of going back on something I say, because people all the time, I get calls from people all the time, and, and I, I don't like them. I don't like this uh, this attitude, because I think it's short-sighted. When people call up, and they, especially last year, not so much this past year, ah, oh, the Brewers are always rebuilding. Look how bad they've been. They just need to, it's been horrible. And my response has always been, David Stearns is still essentially a brand new GM. It doesn't matter what was happening with the Brewers five years ago. It doesn't matter what was happening with the Brewers ten years ago. That has zero impact. You know, if they had this, if it was still Doug Melvin around, and then you, you know, then there's a a larger sample of work that you can judge everybody on. You can't really, you can't say, oh, they were rebuilding ten years ago and they're still rebuilding now. Well, it's a brand new regime. It's completely different. So I say all that to say this: uh, this is a team, whether it was Jeff Supon. Matt Garza, Kyle Loesch. This is a team that their their bigger pitcher free agent signings of the last 10 years have not gone great. But I, I think the reason they did not go great, because I, the, to me, those signings, there was some desperation there. 
Like they, they had to go sign this guy, so we're going to get into this bidding war, and we're going to outbid other teams. Well, then you end up spending more money than you should. Like none of those contracts were especially good. This isn't David Stearns doesn't hand out bad contracts. He just doesn't. You know, the worst contract he's given out was to Neftali Feliz, and it was a one-year deal. They ate some money through the rest of the year, and it's completely off the books now. He just they don't give out bad contracts. So I don't think we'll see a repeat of Supan Garza or Loesch. Uh I, I have more faith in this organization. But again, if they can't make a big move on the uh, on the free agency market, uh, they've they've got depth at the major league and the minor league level. You look at starting pitching, you look at that as being the major area where they have to upgrade at least one guy, maybe more than that, the status of Jimmy Nelson completely up in the air. So you've got to, you kind of have to hedge your bets there, and you have to be able to put yourself in as good a position possible going into the year from a starting pitching standpoint. All right, one more break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly. Back with more in a moment here on WTMJ. wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Again, off next week. It is Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving to you and yours. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday next week. The week after, there's a Bucks game, so we will be back with another show on December 7th. Also, don't forget, if you need your Brewers fix, in addition to uh, this show, I do the Brewers Extra Innings podcast, and we put that together on Sundays. It generally comes out late Sunday night, early Monday morning. That's available at WTMJ.com, and you just go to the uh, WTMJ mobile and uh, scroll down to uh, the Brewers Extra Innings. Or if you, if you are a podcast listener like me, and maybe you use Apple Podcast on your iPhone, maybe you use Stitcher, whatever you might do, uh, just uh, do a search for Brewers Extra Innings, and you'll find the podcast. So we do another hour or so every week where we go even a little bit more in-depth on Brewers uh, than we do right here. All right, that's going to do it for this program. Again, have a great Thanksgiving next Thursday, and uh, we'll talk to you here in a few weeks for another edition of Brewers Weekly right here on WTMJ.